if I were a robot, then then yes, <laughs> be always this perfect motivated human being. Whether you want to look at it from the start of my PhD program or you want to look at it from the start of my undergrad, my motivation was up and down. Hello, everyone. I am Eliana Westbrooks, and I would like to welcome you back to our next episode of Podcasts. As usual, we are excited to be recording for you guys once again. Uh, before we get into our topic, I would like to open up the floor to our lovely ambassadors to introduce themselves or say a few words. Hey, guys. Uh, it's me, uh, Andrew Arias. You may recognize my voice from the last podcast. Uh, episode we had. Um, very excited today. Um, excited to talk about um, motivation and how to stay motivated. I've got a lot of things going in my head right now, so I got a lot of thoughts going. I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm Reza. I'm glad to be here on our sec- second episode of this season to talk about motivation. Great. It's a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Who's listening when we're recording this? All right. On the topic of motivation, so what are y'all's biggest dreams in life and what motivates you to continuously work towards that? Wow. That is a loaded question for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reza, would you want to start? I mean, I I can go ahead. Um, yeah. I can start. Um, so what I want to be, so just a little background for the listeners. I'm a PhD student. So my life is, has good and bad, like there are good and bad sides of my lifestyle these days. Like the, One of the good things is that I'm kind of my own boss. Let's say I don't have to be at any class at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. for the most part which allows me to schedule, have my own schedule and be flexible. And this kind of gave me the inspiration to have to find a job later on so I can maintain <laughs> such, such lovely, to some extent, right? Because some, some jobs yeah. get so constrained. Um, so it's, that's cool one of your it's cool to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so that's definitely one of the and, and a good example of such a job that's very close to this this freedom is being a university professor or just being in academia overall compared to being an industry offers you more freedom, especially down the line after many years after um, you kind of guarantee your position at a professor, which is technically called um, you get your tenure, which means that they cannot fire you. Right. <laughs> yeah, like you're. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, because I can see my professor, and he's just chill. He's <laughs> he's good. thinking about his tomato garden at home. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think about that, things like that, it kind of like motivates me in a sense that, like, there's a greater peace. That if I don't put in whatever effort needs right now, I will miss on that greater piece. It's not just this greater piece. It's a more lasting piece. My PhD will last in a year. We'll end in a year. So I can all be fine right now and just enjoy this. But what, what happens afterwards? So it's more about finding and putting the energy on something that's 
more lasting. Mm -hmm. And that motivates me because whatever that's going to come next as a more permanent situation, as a more permanent sense into it. I, I love that. I love that phrase of a greater peace um, or, more, or more lasting peace. I, I couldn't agree more about that. Um, I guess for me, uh, it's been uh, more so of a long journey uh, to find what I wanted to do in life. Um, at first I was at TCU and I just chose to go into, uh, to study business. Um, I didn't really know why I just chose it because it was very common, especially at TCU. And shortly after a few couple semesters, I realized I did not like that, uh, major at all. And I, uh, also at the time was not very motivated to, uh, put a lot of effort into those studies. So um, I switched to journalism and I quickly realized that I had no passion for the journalism industry. And a lot of the fellow students I uh, was with, like I could tell that they wanted to go out into the field and ask people like a bunch of questions or like they really were into it. And I was like, gosh, I, I, I don't have the motivation for that either. And then I had to really take some time to myself to figure out what I wanted in life. Because like you said, Reza, you wanted greater peace. Well, I wanted I wanted the same thing. I just I was just kind of lost for a while. I was like, oh, my gosh, like I don't know what that goal is. I need to set to find that greater peace later in life. And then um, I left TCU, went to Mountain View and really kind of had to uh taking some self-awareness uh, or, or to learn how to do that at a uh, more mature level and i realized i loved talking to people about their issues and then i love sports and then i found out there's a field in sports psychology uh, studied a couple classes of psychology at mountain view transferred to uta and stuck with that and ever since then i have so uh, that cliche found my calling of what I want to do for the majority of my life, like you said, and to ultimately, um, you know, be in a happy place where um, I envision having a family. I envision kind of what my dad did in life and to work hard and uh, and to just, you know have the people you love close around you. I think that's another thing that motivates me is my family and to keep the ones I love protected around me um, is a very big uh, factor in my, and how I stay motivated. But it took a while, don't get me wrong. It took me years and years to figure that out. <laughs> no, honestly, Andrew, I feel like like a counselor, therapist, or motivational speaker role would be perfect for you. You just have like that voice. <laughs> like I can listen to you talk all day, honestly. I appreciate that. Um, I I don't know. I guess I don't. I've never been super afraid to be like open or vulnerable about uh, my emotions. I've also been told <laughs> that I can't hide my emotions very well, which is I would say very true. Um, and I think that was another part of 
trying to stay motivated is how do I handle my emotions? Because there are a lot of days where I don't feel motivated. I'm like, gosh, you know, I just kind of want to relax today. And I know I have certain things that I like have to do, like read, you know, a chapter for one of my classes or, you know, look over some notes, uh, rewatch a lecture or something like that. But there are some days where uh, I don't feel that motivation. And so um, a little tip that I try and use that I learned from CAPS and doing uh, a presentation is the five second rule, where if you think about something for about five seconds or more, then just get up and do it and you'll feel better afterwards um, after you complete that goal. So motivation is kind of this, to me, this weird fine line, like, okay, like, yes, I did read that chapter, but was I like, oh my gosh, I'm so motivated right now to read this chapter. I love it, I love it, I love it. Not all the time, no. And that's okay, but afterwards, after I read it and I, uh, I have the freedom of the rest of the day to do what I want and I feel more accomplished. So it, it, it turns that switch like in my mind from being lazy and not wanting to do anything and I force myself to do it for that little tip for that five second rule. And afterwards, I'm like, OK, that felt good. Let's keep doing that. And I guess that and controlling those emotions is. Uh, well, that's something that also has taken a long time to figure out. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So one thing I wanted to, to say before moving on, I wanted to brag on Reza because he forgot to mention that he has a 4.0 GPA. I just want to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. when, when was when was it? Oh, you, you brought it up in our meeting, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I saw your tip. Do I need to, I need to uh, basically explain, tell the disclaimer? <laughs> if you I'm want not, to. Okay. Don't, don't read, don't read the GPA of a PhD student. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean much. I'll leave it there. Well, I think that's a very hard uh, thing to achieve. So honestly, Reza, I think seeing that, man, that's awesome. I think I honestly, uh, motivation wise, um, I've even told some of my friends, I'm like, there's this one of my friends in uh, my CAPS ambassadors group, like named Reza. And I was like, he just can work and work and work and keep going. And I'm, like, no, I work and work and work. It just Wait, seems so much to think so. Um, because you're studying to you're getting your PhD. That's not an easy task. A 4.0 is not an easy task. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you're not being, you're, I'm not being humble about, about the 4.0. I'm genuinely not being being humble. Yeah, there are other things I'm more proud of than my GPA. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think I'm consistently putting in the work, and so much that I just I'm gotten used to it in a sense. I don't even like. It's not like that much for me anymore, yeah. but it's not like crazy, but it's more consistent than I ever did in my undergrad. But mm-hmm. the GPA, um, believe me, it's because nobody will appreciate me for my GPA. I understand why it makes, because when I was an undergrad, GPA was the most important thing. Yeah. So I don't blame you for thinking that way because it is, it is probably the most important thing. Um, so I understand that it, it, it seems like so flashy Mm-hmm. from that point of view however now it's more about publications that you have and what quality of publications you have 
Mm. Um, I know if you get to go to some internship opportunities and, and your skills, your more practical skills right. and uh, implementation, problem solving, it's, it's all about these things. Mm. Um, the, the job you will have afterwards require you to have these skills rather than just the GPA. Right. So would you say, um, like, you know, you, I, I guess I like, I talk highly of you because of your um, consistent work ethic. Like you're very, very consistent. Would you say over the years that like, um, that like consistency stays the same or are there like times where like, gosh, that like it, like you, you don't feel motivated or has it become more of like a routine? Like you kind of alluded to, like you said, like you don't even think about it sometimes. Like, is it, has it that motivation not only turned into motivation, but almost just like just routine and like, you don't it's need a, second nature almost. It's a good question. And the only way, I, basically, no, it's not like, um, if I were a robot, then, then yes. <laughs> you're always this perfect motivated human being whether you want to look at it from the start of my phd program or you want to look at it from the start of my undergrad my motivation was up and down mm-hmm. um i can give you a couple of examples so i got my undergrad in iran so not in the u.s and in order to get into your so here i know you have sat and they look at your probably scores at during high school as well as well as sat if i'm not wrong oh yeah correct there's yeah the, ACT and SAT when I was growing up were very important and their overall GPA and, and if you were involved in like extracurricular activities like you're in the yearbook club or something or you were captain of your sports team like that you would definitely put that on the list like as many little things as possible like that little yeah I put I played the piano on my <laughs> um, res, like when I was applying for colleges I literally put that as like a skill of mine like, cause they were telling like anything that counts, put it on there. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, in Iran, that's not how, when I, at least when I was there, it was not like, it was all about the university entrance exam. Oh, okay. And it was a four hour exam that decides what school you go to. Imagine tens of thousands of people take that exam. Not everyone is like super ambitious there, but at least a few thousand are very ambitious. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go to the best schools, and it's not like here that you have, let's say, tens of great schools. Let's say you have just a handful of very good schools, and then there's a drop in quality. And by quality, I mean people are less ambitious that are around you. Right. And, and it has a ripple effect on your future. So that university interest exam for me meant a lot. So I had to put in a lot of work, which meant one full year of studying. And I'm not kidding. It was like one full year almost every day, almost every day, practicing for that four hour, for those four hours that mm-hmm. I wanted to do. Um, so, so after, and I got to almost what I wanted. I got the, the ranking. So I became like 700 out of few tens of thousands. Wow. Wow. But then I was like, okay, I work so much, so I want to chill now. So I was already, I went into the undergrad, which was very competitive. There were people mm-hmm. who were most even better than me. Mm-hmm. but I was tired of spending one year just studying. I just wanted to live. So I stopped putting as much effort and I fell behind so bad because if you're in an environment where everyone is running so fast, you slow down a bit. 
you're going to fall behind so much that you can't even catch up anymore. Wow. And that's what happened to me. And I went into a, my first relationship, which was a, as another story. And that ended, to be honest, that's not really a relationship now that I think about it. I met mm. that person three times in seven months. Mm-hmm. Three times in seven months. It was more like a text person, but I felt like I have so much emotion to give to this person. <laughs> well, and I was 19. I mean, I was 19. mean a lot of things. It's a very broad spectrum. So, exactly. um, yeah. you know, it's normal to, I've heard stories like that before. It's not nothing uncommon from what I've heard. That's true. But, but I lost motivation right after that ended. Because mm-hmm. all the goals I had, they just lost color. I was like, so what? Um, I don't really want to do that anymore. So I start started failing classes. I failed yeah. two classes. I was at a very low, low point. My dad never, so because of the work attitude that my dad has seen his son, he, he has never told me, hey, study. He knew that I automatically would put in the work when it's needed. But that was the only time in my life that he, he felt like he had to tell me what's going on. And yeah, it was a very low point now I think about it. That's again, that's another story. But I had that point in my life and it took me maybe a couple months to slowly, it's not a switch. Yeah. It's not like I wake up tomorrow and I feel motivated all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's like a transition into darkness and a transition back into a better place. Yeah. And sometimes it happens so slowly, you don't feel it once you're in it, but with hindsight, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, so. I can definitely relate when you said the word relationship and um, it's been about two years and about January, January, yeah, about two years and three months since the last relationship I had ended. And uh, there were a lot of ups and downs during that relationship. And a lot of my motivation directly uh, correlated with what was going on in my relationship with her. And um, afterwards, like you said, after it ended, uh, it really took a toll on just like my mental uh, just mentality of like wanting to push forward and uh wanting to you know like find joy i feel like i like you said that another great quote is you you lost that that color you you couldn't see the colors anymore and that's how it felt um it felt like i like the food didn't even taste the same it was everything and it took a lot of time and reflection um but i think a lot of people go through similar situations like that. And um, it's another cliche saying is like, you know, really the only thing that can help you is time. You know, it's not a switch. Like you said, I I wish I could have woken up the next day and be like, oh, I'm motivated again, Mm -hmm. single, yay, uh, blah, 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 blah. No, it took me honestly about a year to really get my mind back on the track of trusting others, honestly. Um, And so for anybody that's listening to this that has been through some type of relationship that's taken a toll on you, it's okay because 
just know that through time and through like positive self-talk, a lot of positive self-talk and having people around you, like you said, Rez, like your dad was there to, you know, kind of get you back on track. Well, I had a lot of good friends of mine help me get back on track and they were there through the very tough times when I had no motivation and I didn't want to go to school. And I just wanted to work at a restaurant as a, as a waiter at the time. And I thought that was what I was going to do. And, um, uh, it, they, I had a support group and I had a lot of positive self-talk and it took time, but then you realize, like you said, you, you, you find that peace and it, after a little while you learn to adapt and you learn to uh reestablish yourself kind of find yourself again like mm-hmm. I, I was like i didn't even know who i was for a little while like i was like who 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 is andrew because for a while andrew was always connected with this other person so for the past like two years or so I've really done a lot of reflecting and it's it's been very beneficial because mm-hmm. now I don't have to rely on someone for happiness. I can find that through myself and um, I know how to do it uh, I, for the most part. Um, not every day, but for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, what about you? Can take a toll. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, the important that you said not every day. It's important to know because the idea of being happy or like having this great life, maybe it seems like you better have this continuous streak of happy days forever right. <laughs> so that you can label yourself that I'm in a very good place. Um, I, 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 I repeat your words that that's the same for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going through that phase that you were like when you were broke up. I mean, I don't know exactly where, but it's the process of being happy by yourself. And mm. doesn't work every day necessarily. But so I wanted to ask also Eliana, <laughs> what about you? You're the youngest of us, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you you and you have your own perspective on this. Uh, as far as motivating myself. Yeah, just just what's what what keeps you motivated for, for the goal that you have going forward? Or what's the goal that you have as of now? So my goal right now is to finish undergrad and then go to law school. So I have a dream of becoming some form of an attorney, like a family attorney. I love helping people. That's my passion. Like my drive is to be able to help put other people into a a better situation. So really my motivation is my heart. Like my heart just, it just drives me insane sometimes because it tells me the wrong things, but I still follow it. Um, But yeah, anything that helps people is what motivates me. Like even like these podcasts and like all the stuff we do with caps that drives me to do better. So bettering myself, helping people, bettering people, putting them in better situations. That that's my goal in life. That's the big picture. But that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes sometimes I struggle, too, with like staying on that on that task or like on that track because sometimes I wake up and I just don't want to do anything I'll just mm-hmm. be like hmm, not today I'll try again tomorrow <laughs> but yeah what do you do then what do you do then do you do you do it tomorrow do you give yourself like a self day self-care day or what do you do sometimes I'll give myself a self-care day and other times like I know I have to get up I have to do something so what I do to overcome that it's like when I first wake up, like, you know, like when you first wake up, you're just like, dang, I don't feel like doing this. 
But like what I do is I will force myself out of bed. I'll make my bed up and then I'll go like organize something in the room. And that kind of just puts me in a productive like mindset, a productive space. And then mm-hmm. from there I can continue my day. Okay. Yeah. So it's like so. almost like if your environment is organized and like you, it gives you kind of that. Yeah. I feel like sense of calmness that you can focus on other things. In a way, yeah. I also feel like the like environment like is everything. Itself of like, because it almost sounds, uh, when you said I make my bed, it almost, I was about to say, wow, well, it sounds like a, like a military mindset. Like I wake up <laughs> and I make my bed and organize my room and yes, sir, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, if I start the day off with work, then maybe I'll continue working. That's That's mm-hmm. kind of like my process. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. It works for me. <laughs> no, it, it makes I mean, I, I understand it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I like the part uh, when you said that your your heart drives you. Um, and sometimes, like you said, it can make the wrong decision. My heart has made a lot of wrong decisions before. But uh, in the end, um, you know, I think it um Caring for others is something that um, is something that I found a passion for, and mm-hmm. um, even though it can be tough um, trying to be there for people, because just with you know, my friends recently, they've been going through some tough times, and um, sometimes it's tough listening to what they the truths about everything that they're going through when I'm in a position where I may not be going through something that difficult. So how do I tell someone or give advice to someone to stay motivated, even though I haven't gone through that? And what I try and do is just tell them the same advice that I give myself, which, Mm -hmm. you know, things will get better. you know, keep pushing forward. Um, you're never alone. That's something that's very key to my heart is as long as I have my friends and family around, then I know I can get through anything. Um, they've had my back through a lot of difficult situations. Um, and they've had, and they've been there for all the good times as well. And I think that's what also motivates me is, is seeing them happy and seeing them thrive and we're all thriving together mm-hmm. unity as a family um and to find like Rez said that greater peace later in life right. as long as i know if they're happy then i'll be happy too or at least that'll give me more happiness if i know mm-hmm. but i love what you said about how your heart can drive you as well can you give an example of your heart last time he told you something okay or something you want to share doesn't have to be the last one okay this is really personal but (laughs) so this happened recently like three days ago so I just got out of a relationship like a really toxic relationship like a while back and I met this guy and he's like amazing like everything I'd ever hoped for that sounds really cheesy but like it's true and in my mind, I'm like, no, just relax, have time to yourself. My <laughs> heart 
It's like, go for this. This is what you've been waiting for. This is what you've been through all that other yeah. terrible things for. Like, go for it. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> and I just made this decision yesterday. I was like, I'm going to wow. give this a shot. That's wow, me. This that's is awesome. <laughs> no, that's, I think that's awesome to hear. And congratulations on on this, <laughs> this new step forward. Um, because that's hard to... You know, like you said, you were in a toxic, toxic relationship and you learning to trust someone new is a very, you know, very tough task. Um, and I think it's important um, when it comes to, you know, your heart and caring for others. It's important to never give up on that hope. Right. That I deserve better. I deserve happiness because, um, you know we know each other and I really truly feel like you deserve that Eliana and same for Reza, same for everyone within the Caps group and um, that we know of and, and have in the past as well. And um, I think it, like I said, it's just so important to, to, for that part of your life to keep that part motivated is to always have hope. Right. Because for after my breakup, I felt like, Oh, that's it. Like, she was, that was it. Like, I didn't want another relationship. I was so scared to even think about that. I was like, no, I'm not going to ever do that again. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. But then time came and you, I don't know, you fantasize again and you dream again. And mm. it feels nice. And then you find someone that can treat you better. And, you know, that's just an amazing feeling. So uh, that's good to hear, honestly. <laughs> on the topic of like significant others do y'all feel like when you're in a relationship do you rely on that person a little bit to push you to do better or like has anyone ever like been that extra push like that motivator for you in a relationship I think for the two relationships that I've been in absolutely um the first one um I would say she was very good at uh, trying to help me push forward. Mm-hmm. And during that relationship, I was more so the villain. Um, admittedly, you know, I, you know, wasn't the good guy, but she was always the one trying to push me forward to do the right thing. And then the second one, it was the reverse where um, I was trying to help her, you know, uh, get a job, uh, learn how to drive, going mm. get back into school. Uh, so many things on my plate um, for me to do. And uh, I was trying to fix everything. And I almost felt like I had to because in the past I was the opposite guy. Mm. And at the same time, um, you know, she would help me, I guess, stay motivated emotionally. Um, and not saying that uh, all those days were bad days. Like we had a lot of good days. And mm-hmm. um, during those good days, yeah, absolutely. I needed her for emotional stability. Um, you know, I'm not perfect and I, you know, just have bad days too. And during those bad days, it was really great to have someone there for me. Um, and to say it's okay and to say honestly to you know 
just to just to be there. And uh, I, in my opinion, I think it's important for to have a stable relationship and a good relationship. You know, you got to try and better each other and keep right. and pushing each other. Like, no, you you got you got it. Like, believe in yourself. Like, you can do it. You know, I, I think that's very important. What about what about you, Reza? Is there any like platonic romantically? Is there anyone in your life that motivates you? Um, in, the, in the relationships, for me, it's been more implicit mm-hmm. in the sense that. Like, you like to, like, I like to, I don't want to say I said impress. I wanted to be someone that they, they're proud of. You know, it was more from this sense. Yeah. So, so it was like another reward beyond, beside everyone. And that translates to my parents as well, because mm-hmm. they've invested in me in different ways. And I would like to repay some of their, uh, some of their faith. Mm-hmm. in me and being patient with me so this is definitely one of the one of the motivations of my anything I do just to be that because imagine like imagine your 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 parent and you just stick by your son or daughter mm-hmm. for a second stand with minimum expectation minimum of zero expectation but if that person is paying you back by effort it's not just about the end result. It's about just being committed to be on the right track. Mm-hmm. Overall, overall, I mean, we are all humans. We drift away, come back. It's it's normal. Right. But overall, sticking to the plan. Um, so in this sense, it helps. But what I'm hearing is that this can be a dangerous game if it's if it's done beyond the beyond balance. I would say because as Andrew was saying. If your motivation, most of your motivation stems from one person and then that person, it's not just one person. It's from something that, that's by definition temporary in life. Mm-hmm. It could be a person, it could be a situation, it can be a position. And if that thing is no longer in your life, it seems like you lose some sort of identity. Yeah. So maybe finding the right balance is the name of the game at this point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that is a lot how I felt um, when that, you know, thing that I relied on so much was not a part of my life. I I felt like I had lost a part of myself um, because it almost felt like a part of me, she had it. Um, I had talks with my friends. I was like, I think I'm going to marry this girl. We were very invested. Um, and now uh, being single for two years a little bit over two years um what really helps i guess during the days like if for some reason i think of um, a past memory um some of the other things like you also said you all have self-care days and i think the days where i try and treat myself um you know i like as of recently uh trying to get more into the exercise routine um to kind of get my mind through those, I guess, uh, past memories sometimes. Um, going outside recently, like past few months has really helped my mentality. I don't know what it is, but I'll just go outside for like 30, 45 minutes and just kind of walk around, maybe listen to music. And it just kind of brings my focus uh, back together. And um, 
don't know, that's just something that's been really key for a long time is uh, kind of just nature in general. I don't know what it is um, about being outside and just reflecting on some stuff. It really helps get you past those moments of like, gosh, like I feel maybe either anxious or depressed or not motivated. Um, I think for me, uh, doing those certain hobbies, uh, like I went bowling twice this past week and uh, during those few hours, that's, you just have fun and, Mm -hmm. you know, you you don't think about certain things. So I think having certain self-care days to treat yourself, to have fun is very important uh, for me, especially to stay motivated. Y'all have any like hobbies or self-care days that you like to do anything in particular? I know if, if I want to like replenish or re-motivate myself, I just take a nap because sometimes I just need like my whole body to just relax. Mm-hmm. And then once I wake up, I can try again. That's that's my main thing because I don't sleep much. And I, y'all get this as college students. Sleep is like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I just I try to sleep and replenish a little bit. That's good. I mean, yeah, sleep is uh, something that also definitely affected my motivation. I mean, um, I've been open about it to y'all a little bit, um, but, you know, I've struggled a lot in the past, I would say, probably 10 years of my life of like going of like minor sleep insomnia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you go through three or four nights of no sleep in a row, it takes all your motivation away, it seems like. So I would say, um, you know, a very key important factor that sounds very simple is sleep, you know, either whether that's a nap or just getting six to eight hours per night and trying your best to get into that routine, mm-hmm. um, that will definitely help you naturally stay motivated um, and keep your brain at a more just heightened positive level from the studies and research that I've read about in undergrad studies. <laughs> I agree. So do you guys have any other advice or tips on how our listeners could motivate themselves? Other advice? Um, I would I would say something as a, like a summary of, I think, what you guys talked about, that Andrew specifically mentioned. Patience is very important. So sometimes it's important not to judge yourself like very entirely. It Yes, when you don't have motivation, you want to address it. But also being patient is also part of the process of being motivated. Just sometimes you have to trust the process. Again, if it's the only thing you're doing, you're just not motivated for two months and you're just you don't know why. Maybe you should ask questions. Maybe talking to a counselor would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Talking to friends. So there are certain things you should do. Uh, but a necessary ingredient beside those is patience. It has to be there because we talked about it. It's not a switch. You have to be patient. Be patient if you're not uh, motivated alongside other things that are mentioned talking to a counselor or getting off sleep you know sometimes the self-care days just i don't know whatever that is for you it's eating a cake 
just not doing anything for a day, staying in bed for one day, whatever that is. Um, I have friends that watch motivational videos. Mm-hmm. They help, but they just help for a few hours. <laughs> the next day, they have to watch again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So they're more yeah, like temporary. <laughs> <laughs> they're like temporary uh, motivators. Um, but yeah, I think overall, once you find, because Andrew said the best example, like he went through different phases to find his favorite subject or major mm-hmm. to pursue. Uh, so it's just about this is just hitting the doors enough doors so once it opens up and once you find the the right door for you the right path for you then being being faithful to the path and being patient is something that I think is very important because in my life aside from that experience that I shared with you the ones that happened afterwards which I lost motivation um, it's like an inside voice that tells me hey it's going to go away. This is hard. I know it's hard. I know sometimes things are not as fun as you would like them to be. Sometimes right. you're doing the same thing. Sometimes you just wonder, so what? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? But it's like an inside voice that tells you, yes, it's going to be okay one day. <laughs> yeah. Trust that voice. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great, great tip, um, Rez, is, is to trust that instinct that there are going to be much better days ahead if you stay patient, um, you know, patience is a virtue. And I think my key ending points would be, um, you know, there are, especially in the past year, I was telling my friend that it seems as if, you know, no matter what you believe religiously, culturally, it seems like in the past year or so, evil has tried to creep in into a lot of our lives. But as long as you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and keep having that faith that you mentioned, then everything will be okay. Um, I think having uh, close loved ones around you, um, reaching out to them or reaching out to a counselor, whatever the case may be, is also super important. And also um, just pursuing happiness and pursuing what makes you happy is uh, just another point of mine that I can't, you know, uh, hit upon enough. And it's going to take time, but for some, it takes very short amount of time. For others, it takes a little bit longer. But as long as you see that light and as long as you keep following it and walking towards it and believing that it's there, you will find it if you keep pushing forward. And that's that's my little spiel about how to stay motivated for my last uh, advice. <laughs> so, but, mm, my advice. Okay, so my main thing I would say to stay motivated or whatnot is to try not to focus on too many different things at once. That's oh, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really big one because then you get burnt out, you get frustrated, and you're not going to want to do anything at all. So break those things down into chunks and then handle things piece by piece. That, yeah. That's a great that, Right. That, that's what I try to live by. And also organization, that goes into organization too. Because when you have things like planned out, you're more likely to get them done because you know where to start and how to finish it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. A really big thing that Rez and Andrew talked about was like their support. 
So always be willing to accept help or to like reach out for help because there's someone out there that cares about you. There's mm-hmm. always someone. So yeah. Absolutely. That's a very good point. It can be it can be tricky and like, I, I speak for myself also. It's not easy for me to reach out for help because mm-hmm. I don't want people to have pity for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I want them to care about me. And it's, <laughs> it's not long. There's a gap between that. There's a gap, but I can feel can like misunderstand if the person is pitying or just or just giving care. Right. Um, so sometimes it, it stops me from really reaching out as much as I should to like to friends. I reach out to my counselor because I kind of trust the process in that environment. Mm-hmm. She's not going to pity me and she's like an educated person, the topic I'm talking to. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to normal people, it is. Normal but but, but, I think, <laughs> 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 yeah. but you're right. I think because when I'm on the other side, I see a friend or dear one suffering and I tell them, hey, I'm here for you. Just tell me whenever you're in my help. Then I know that I mean it. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't look at it from that perspective, but it's hard for them to ask for help because you feel like you're weak. You're being like, it comes from a point of weakness as if, but actually maybe not. Maybe it comes from a point of bravery that you're acknowledging that you need exactly. help. I mm-hmm. think you're definitely right, Reza. I think it comes from bravery more than weakness because in the past, there have been so many times where I've just tried to bottle up my emotions. Like you said, because... I tried like I don't want people to be like oh he's not okay like I wanted people to be like oh Andrew's a, he's he's the nice guy he's the good guy like he's doing well like he's you know, has done well in school and like want to keep that status quo but behind the scenes and not on just on paper like um, there are a lot of times where I I wasn't that and I had to shift gears and really. Uh, change a lot of habits in my life and my environment too sometimes uh, to find a better path and a better way to stay motivated and to keep pushing forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Right. So before we go, I would like to leave you guys with this quote that I found that I think is really amazing. And it states to push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. I like that. Very true. Very, yeah, absolutely. And with that being said, you guys have any final thoughts or comments for our listeners? Um, please keep listening to our podcast. Um, we love uh, doing this and we love trying to give our honest advice or at least uh, I do I know I, f- I feel like you'll love doing this as well um, and um, please reach out if you don't feel motivated six sessions free per semester remember yeah that podcast can call it's on zoom these days I was talking to a counselor is one of those good ways that sometimes can resuscitate your your motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you guys for those last words. And thank you all for tuning in once again. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay updated and to also interact with us. Our Twitter and Instagram is UTA underscore caps, Facebook UTA caps. And you can also communicate with us 
by email at utapodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you.